Everybody and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I am really excited to share with you the guests that we have on the show today. But before we get started, I just want to remind you there's only a few days left to sign up for the Beauty Biz Success 60-Day Challenge, which is a program, one of my favorite programs to help you and to challenge you to do better and play bigger in your beauty biz practice. Packed full of information, some of my trade secrets, some of my field tested and proven systems, and little tips on how you can attract more clients, get more referrals, and increase the profits in your beauty biz practice. All you have to do to learn more about this program is to visit www.esthetician60.com, www.esthetician60.com. Moving on, today's show, I am featuring a fellow esthetician by the name of Terry Easton. Terry joined one of my coaching programs about five years ago, and I will never forget our first conversation, and you'll hear us speak about this during the show, but she said, I think it's time for me to give up and get a real job. And I, I guess you'll hear what made a shift in her mind and made her step forward and really start investing her time and energy into her profitable passion, an area of skincare that speaks to her skincare soul. And today she's going to tell you what that is and how she just built this amazing business. She went from going, ah, maybe this isn't for me and I need to get a real job to now being a pretty much book solid, super successful esthetician who owns her pricing structure, who owns her business boundaries and still has this big, huge heart and she's creating unbelievable results for her clients. So tune in and I hope this leaves you as inspired as it left me. Welcome Terry Easton. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. everybody and welcome back to the Beauty Biz Show. My name is Lori Crete and I'll be your host today. And I'm really excited to introduce you to a fellow esthetician by the name of Terry Easton. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. Well, thanks for being here. I think we'll let the listeners in on our secret that before the show, we both had some technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> We've proven that we may be really great in the treatment room, but um, as far as computer skills go, we could learn, right? Yeah, definitely not my genius work. <laughs> Me either. So, you know, I, I have so much I want to talk to you about, but first of all, let's tell everybody, where are you? Are you, You're in Georgia, right? Yes, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Very cool. And how long have you actually been an esthetician? Um, 14 years. And did you go to school in Atlanta? Yes, I did. I just kind of fell into aesthetics. Um, didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up and couldn't think of something that I wanted to be long enough to retire, if that makes sense. I mean, where I grew up, um, you either learned a trade or you got a degree and you did that for 20 or 30 years and then retired. So and, did you have another career before you became an esthetician? I was a longtime waitress. <laughs> oh, 
very cool. Well, you know what? I kind of did the same thing, but in the sky. And you do take a lot of skill set away from dealing with people that way. And it's great to bring that into the treatment room. Have you ever kind of visited that thought? Oh, absolutely. Because you take care of people all the time. And, you know, some days I get overwhelmed with taking care of everybody because, you know, I'm a wife and a mom and taking care of my clients all day long. And I'm like, golly, I've always been in the people people pleasing industry um, from waiting tables all the way through this. But um, at the same time, it's the best job in the world. So I wouldn't change it. (laughs) I had a uh, crazy client last week. Crazy. And I can't get into it now because I would never want to embarrass anybody. But I go, okay, let me go back and revisit my flight attendant customer service skill set. So (laughs) it helps even deal with the the insane people. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's so hard because, you know, it's amazing that people will come to us crazy. We're like, we're here to take care of you. Why are you being crazy? (laughs) I know. It doesn't happen very often. And thank God that I had some experience with it. And I'm sure you did too. Being a waitress, you get your crazies. Because people who step right into this from, you know, out of school or out of college and think that they're just always going to have a Zen environment sometimes could be in for a little surprise. A little bit. I mean, I've worked in a really nice luxury spa when I first graduated and I thought, oh, I'm going to work in this Zen environment. It's going to be so great. Yeah, for the client, not for me. (laughs) I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off in my head all the time, you know? Well, so how old were you when you went to esthetician school? Were you in your 20s? Were you in your 30s? How old were you? Yes, I was in my mid to late. I was in my late 20s. Okay, very cool. And did you already have children? No, um, I, that didn't happen for about three or four years, maybe five. How long? So, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, how long did you work at the luxury spa? I was there. Actually, I was trying to get pregnant while I was there. So maybe three years, and then um, it took us a little bit of time. I left there and worked in their um, corporate office. I got burned out of the of the pampering people because um, I really like the extractions more than anything, which I know we'll talk about later. So I went and worked in a call center, which was horrible. I hated every second of it, but I didn't want to go back in the treatment room at the time. So I did that for about a year or two, and then um, transitioned to the derm side of aesthetics. So when I met you, we had, we had a phone conversation. Do you remember? I yeah. guess it was probably five years ago. Do you remember how long yeah. you had been an esthetician then? Um, I had been an esthetician probably 10 years then. Yeah, because it's been, well, I mean, nine years. I'm in the 14, 15-year range. Okay. So I, don't, I remember our first conversation. You, how'd you find me? Like, what made you pick up the phone to call me? You know, um... I found you on Twitter, which I really wasn't even on Twitter, but somebody else followed you. And I was like, that's detention mentor. Hmm. I need one of those. (laughs) Like nobody, I didn't know that was such a thing. Um, so I liked or followed you and then I went online and I don't know what it was. I don't know from there, like how I, how I called you. Um, but clearly I I needed some help. (laughs) Well, you know what? So you'd been 10 years. Tell everybody where you were. You were in a salon. You rented a space in a salon. No, actually before that. Um, so yeah, way, way back. So I actually, when I left the spa, worked in their call center, then I went and worked for a dermatologist office for hmm, seven, eight years. And so this was on the tail end of that seven years. And I'd started working for myself out of my basement because I I wanted to get out of there um, for various reasons, but didn't know what to do. I was, I knew that if I could do 
what I did for them on my own, I would be fine. But it was, you know, obviously making that leap. Um, and so I was doing, you know, two or three days a week um, and like maybe one or two clients at a time in my basement in our townhouse. And that's where I was when I called you. Um, cause I knew I, I knew I wanted something more, I wanted something bigger, but I, I just didn't know how to do it. And the biggest thing I think I learned from you is just permission to do whatever you want. Like you can do it. Um, so I, I think I was in my townhouse for like six months and then I rented space for probably a year and halfway through that year, I got out of my house because it was just completely crazy. I just couldn't do that anymore. I needed a separation. Because you have little kids at home at this point, right? Yes. And then like if, if I was working on a Saturday, my husband would have to take the kids out of the house for as long as I was busy. So it was just not very conducive. And I'd have to, you know, like completely clean the whole downstairs floor before people came. And it was just, it was just too much. But I want to go back for a second, because if you were just in this treatment room, I remember, and this is all going to tie together for everybody listening at the end. I remember something you said to me and you said, I feel like I'm ready to give up and go get a real job. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? It was very emotionally charged. When you said that to me, you go, I just think I'm done. I'm going to go get a real job. Yep. So you go from being in your house, seeing a few people to renting in the salon. And I don't feel like this is where your big success shift happened. Was it? Nope. Nope. Not till, not till I specialized and I was really scared to do it. Well, wait, I want to talk to you because you know what? For everybody listening out there, you don't have to take my journey or Terry's journey. I think it circles back to a little bit what you just said. Just know you have permission to do whatever you want. You really do. Yep. And, you know, you were in a salon and that really didn't work for you. Now, for me, when I rented space in a salon, it was the probably the easiest money I ever made. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about why it didn't work for you. And I'll share some of my thoughts why it did work for me along the way. So I was doing just general aesthetics. I mean, my door was open to anybody who would grace it. Um, and I think, and I wasn't that busy. I was doing fine, but I wasn't as busy as I wanted to be. Um, and therefore, and I also had my prices set too low, which is another whole ball of wax. But I didn't, I didn't love the environment. It was too loud. Um, the setup was like, it was like a building of four, um, what used to be four one-bedroom apartments. And we had the whole upstairs. So it was like I had the master bedroom and bathroom was my room. But there were, you know, hair dryers and all kinds of talking outside. So you really couldn't get a relaxing treatment, um, in my opinion. So I didn't love all the extra noise and stuff. And there was hair everywhere all the time. And it drove me completely insane. That's the one part I did not like working in a salon. I have to agree with you there. It tracks everywhere. I just couldn't get rid of it. So, um... So that was the biggest thing. And I knew it's one of those things Like I've always felt I'm this, this isn't where I'm going to wind up. Like I knew I was not going to stay there forever. Stepping stone. Yes. I want to ask you, are you an introvert? Totally. Yeah. So that probably is why you transitioned out. There's a lot of energy in a salon. Yes. But you know, I always thought I was an extrovert because I was always the last one at the party and I always wanted to, you know be around people, but I've learned more and more about myself that I'm totally an introvert. Yeah, I am too, which is why it, when I left the salon and I went into my own space, you know, this, I almost have like a salon suite in LA. I have some renters, I have an employee, but I found I was more energized at night when I got home. Yeah. So you're not giving as much away during the day. 
Right. Okay. So what made you go, okay, I'm going to leave this lawn. And I'm going to take this really brave. We're leading up to where Terry is now. Take this really brave step to open my own place. Like what finally hit you where you go, okay, I got to make a change. Um, I, I have always, even through the, the really nice spa days, loved doing extractions. That is my favorite thing on the planet. I, I fell in love with acne, if you will, when I worked in the dermatologist office and, um, decided that that's really what I enjoyed. And that's my, even though my treatments at the salon were much more clinical, which a lot of people were fine with, um, I think I was too clinical and maybe that's why I didn't draw that a lot of clientele from the spa or from the salon because I wasn't, um, luxurious, but I didn't like that. So I think that's why that wasn't a big hit. So I decided, um, that I would go ahead and, and do acne because I got certified as an acne specialist and I got my first person clear and I have a client who begged and begged and begged me to do this. And, um, she said, you've gotten my, my skin the best it's ever been. And I've been to dermatologist my entire life, but I know I'm not there yet. And I know that you can do it. And for three or four months, she was like, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Uh, you know, I'm ready. So, and I told her, I said, you know, this is a lot of you to ask of me for one person. So, um, what was she asking of you that you just specialize in acne, that you move into an acne clinic? Like what was she encouraging you to do? She wanted me to get certified so that I okay. could learn how to do it. Okay. So I did it and I ordered the products and it was, you know, to me at the time, it was a lot of money. Um, and I got her clear in about two and a half months and I went, Oh no, <laughs> I have to open it. This is what I have to do. Looking back now, because you've taken some of my classes and we focus on figuring out who your ideal client is and combining that with your profitable passion. And it, this is exactly like you are a perfect example of doing this and becoming really successful at it. Yes. Who knew extractions would be a profitable passion? I mean, I tell people all the time, like I pop pimples for a living and who knew that I could make a career out of it? It's just amazing. But it's so awesome. And I get to help people every day. I mean, I love what I do because I love the whole instant gratification of, of doing extractions, but I literally get to change people's lives every day. It's amazing. I think you were missing an action from my life for a little while, probably from when I think I knew you decided to leave mm -hmm. the salon and you called me or somehow we connected and you were scared, really scared, which is so normal to open your own place, like yeah. the business part of it. I saw that a little bit. And then all of a sudden I see this video <laughs> pop up where you look like this rock star business owner. So tell me how scary it was to find a space. What'd you do? Just go out and start looking with a real estate agent. Did your husband help you? Like, how did that all take place? Um, I did that while I was in the, uh, in the salon because when I got her clear was probably like two or three months after I moved in and I was like, Oh my gosh, I just signed a, a year lease. This is a long time for me to wait. But I just, you know, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take this year and, you know, figure out a logo and find a location and kind of just get, get my ducks in a row. So I worked with a real estate agent who I think he was so nice to me, but from what I gather, I didn't ask him a lot of questions, but I think he was a really, um, big time commercial real estate agent. And I was small potatoes and I still am small potatoes, but you know, compared to what he's the people he's used to working with, he, he was very nice to me. And How'd you he, find him? Because this is what people want to know listening in that are inspired to do something like this. How'd you find a real estate agent? I actually have a real estate agent, like my, 
who helped us find our house, our, our residential one. And she was like, oh, you should check out, you know, call this guy. And now, gosh, I can't even think of his name. Um, but I might just call him again anyway, um, whenever I decide to leave here and just see if he'll even talk to me again. But, um, yeah, I worked with him and I actually found the space myself. And then he brought me and helped me negotiate and everything. So How'd you know it was the right space. Cause I get overwhelmed just looking at stuff online. Um, th- what I was looking for is, um, it's right by a hospital. So it's a very medical area. I wanted it to be close to my house. And, um, at the time it was just me by myself. So I didn't need anything very big. And those are really hard to come by because most everything is going to be like 1500 square feet or more. So I found this place at 750 square feet, uh, two treatment rooms, a bathroom. There's an extra room that was my office in the beginning. Um, which I don't know why I even needed an office because I, I never spent any time in there. I was always in the treatment room and reception and waiting. And it's it's still the perfect size for me. Um, but I know that as I grow, I'm going to need something bigger. So I think I have like two and a half years left here and then I'll, I'll move on to something else. I like how you do this. Um, you and everybody listening, this is a powerful lesson and an inspirational one that you're sharing and you may not even know it, Terry, is the fact that you map things out in years it doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but you really have a strategic approach to it and you give yourself enough time to do it right. Yes, absolutely. And it does. I mean, it, it takes everything that I've created has been the babyest of baby steps um, from starting out just like kind of like a little bird. Like, can I get to the, you know, to the edge of the nest? I and mean, that was me, you know, starting out in my basement. Like, I'm just going to try this for a little while and see what happens. And I really liked it more than actually going to work, quote unquote. And then, you know, it was just little bitty, little bitty steps. And it, I, I don't think I could have, I would have been too afraid to just find the space and, and open up shop. So you got acne certified when you were still renting a space in the salon. So then you step into this medical type spa facility, treatment center, whatever you want to call it clinic-y. Are you ground floor? Do you get walk-ins or are you? No walk-ins. Um, it's in, in a building of, um, there's, like I said, there's other medical offices, but it's kind of, um, I have an exterior door on the ground floor. I don't, I don't want walk-ins. Um, you know what? I don't either. Destination. I didn't realize we had so much in common. It's yeah. like, I need, <laughs> I need to map out my day in my head. I'm, I'm not saying I'll turn them away. But most of the time, I just don't have time for them. And I I don't depend on them. I don't think anyone ever should because it's hard. Yeah. If I depended on walk-ins, I'd bust in a, in a month. <laughs> okay. So I want to fast forward because I talked to you. You said, Lori, and I think you were actually emotional and a little teary-eyed when we, we spoke the first time. And you said, I'm going to find a real job. Fast forward through all these amazing changes that take place. You get certified. You figure out you just want to specialize in one thing. And then the next time I talk to you, you're, you're on the other end of the spectrum. You're so excited that you're doing so well, but now you need help because you're so busy. How long did it take you from when you opened your clinic till you called me and said, oh my goodness, I need some Lori time. Help me. Um, I think it was two years. See, that's fast. So let's talk about this. How'd you get your first client? Well, luckily because I had been in business already, I kept those clients. So that was just, but they weren't acne. A lot of them, were they? A lot of them weren't. No. Did you have to let those people go? Cause I think we're so scared to let a client go, but when we really truly know our heart's desire, yep. sometimes we have to. 
Yes. And I did send a letter to those people and, and they were very unhappy with me. And it, it was hard. Like I, like they were like, I got an email from somebody who was like, I'm crushed. Like, I, I can't believe that we're no longer welcome. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> What'd you uh, say in your email? Do you remember? Oh gosh. You know, I, I basically said, you know, Thank you for all your love and support over the years. I've decided to specialize just in, in moderate to severe acne and it, your skin is great and you don't, you really don't need my services. And I would encourage you to go find, you know, a med spa or something that, that could meet your needs better than I can right now. Oh my God. So you're actually moderate to severe. Like you took on a big responsibility. Yeah. Well, and I, when I started out, um, like I've raised my prices through the years because um, I'm pretty much the only one that, well, I'm, I'm excited to say that I'm Atlanta's only acne only skincare facility. So therefore I get a ton of traffic um, and some not, you know, not so committed clients. And for this work, you have, you know, the client has to be as committed as I am. And I'm there hundred percent for them, but it's, it's a real struggle if they really don't want to do all the stuff they have to do. So, um, it makes it really difficult. And so I really have had to qualify my clients over, over the last couple of years. And so I've changed and changed and changed how I do it. And, you know, sometimes I would have seven new clients a week and our consult is 45 minutes. So I got really, it was very redundant. And I think that's the last time you and I talked, um, cause I needed to, to figure out a way to automate a little bit because I was just exhausted saying the same things again and again and again. And you have, you had, we, have, we haven't really even followed up because I, I think what I helped you in that phone call do was just streamline a few things, give you some ideas to streamline. Has that helped? Yes, absolutely. And you know, I want to just say too, um, let's talk about this just for a quick second. The more you raise your prices, is that allowing you to get a more committed type client? It is. Okay. Absolutely. Which is, was a really hard thing for me to do. And some, some days I still struggle with it because I know some people need my services and are like, eh, I can't afford it. When I know I have other clients who are like, I'll do whatever it takes. So, so it makes me feel a little bit better knowing that when they really are ready to step into it, then they'll figure out a way. But it also does deter the ones that aren't going to be a good client anyway. You know, I, I'm not being insensitive because I know there are people that cannot afford this, cannot yes. afford it. But there are also people that'll tell you over and over again, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And they're the ones at Starbucks every day buying a $5 coffee yes. or, you know, they're online shopping. So it, it is hard to, re I imagine, especially for you, because you're seeing people that it's hard to walk around with one pimple on your face. Forget about full-blown acne. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's as much of, a psychological disease as a physical disease, I feel like. Um, and that's why I love doing what I do because I really do get the opportunity to change lives. I want to ask you, I loved, it was so powerful. I was reading through your website this morning where you said there is not a cure for acne. No, absolutely not. Uh, the only thing we can do is manage it. And I love the fact that I can offer an alternative um, that is so much safer than Accutane. Um, you know, people have gone for years to the derm They've tried everything in their drawer, and sometimes that's the last step, and they don't want to take Accutane, so they come to see me and see if I can, you know, do something different, which I do. Um, but they also, 
some, you know, have start here. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really excited that you're starting kind of at the top, but it's also harder for some people because they don't believe me. They're like, well, I've been conditioned to think, you know, this way. And I'm not really sure that what you're telling me is true. What would you say your success rate is for the committed client? Oh, hundred percent. I love that. That's a really strong word. I, um, you know, most people say about 95% and the 5% you don't clear are because they didn't want to do everything. This is really based on science. And if you do what you're supposed to do, you change your diet, change your makeup, use my products like I tell you to, you'll get clear. And it's so amazing to see, you know, when those clients come in at their visits, they're getting better and better and better. And it just, it literally makes me vibrate inside. It's so exciting. Now, how long would you say? I know it, it varies for every single person, but is it a two-month It's usually frame? three. My goal is to get clients clear in less than six months. Um, it's around three to four for most everybody. Um, I do have a couple of really severe people that take up to that six months. Um, but either way, even when they're 50% better, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than what I started. I'd, I'd almost be happy where I am now. <laughs> and I'm like, well, just wait because it just c- it continues to get better. I seem to create, I tell my clients as I joke with them, high maintenance clients, because then they come in with one pimple and they're mad at me. (laughs) Do you remember where we started? And they always laugh. So, and let me ask you this. Do you do chemical type peels in the process? Yes. Okay. And then I want to, I have so many questions. How booked out are you now? It really depends on how you look at it. This week is booked solid. Next week is probably 75% full. Um, and then it gets less and less because people come in in two week intervals. So it's really like, it looks crazy, you know, two weeks in ahead of time. And then it starts to thin out a little bit, but I probably stay 50% booked, um, three and four weeks out. And then it all fills in, um, as those two week appointments come in. I think this business has really probably changed who you are because you're super nice and caring, but you know, you, you've owned your price point. How about your business boundaries, like your cancellation policies? And are you strict with those? I am. I really struggle with the cancellation policy, mainly because I get angry, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds really terrible. Um, but, you know, there's always an excuse. Oh, it was this or it was traffic or it wasn't my fault. It was, you know, and I'm, I, I really struggle with saying, you know, with really calling them out. And so I'm not as good about it, but I, I put it out there all the time. I need to have it a little bit more everywhere. They do sign a piece of paper when they come in or, you know, I have everything automated now with DocuSign. And I kind of reiterate that in the, the um, consultation to say, look, you know, your first time, I pretty much wait for everybody. But after that, it's $50. Um, and, and they don't, it's always, I think for them, course, it feels personal, but it feels personal to me because you stood me up. Listen, I so agree with you. And this is, this is something I'm teaching in my upcoming 60 day challenge is I'm sending out as a bonus to anyone who signs up a success script, like how to talk to these late runners, how to talk to your no showers and actually have a system that I've put in place over the last year where they get a bill when they don't show up. And I think if we all did this, it wouldn't be any different than remember the sitcom friends. Yes. They, they made the most money and were so respected because they all stuck together and did the same thing. And I feel like if we all held our clients accountable and it's okay to hold people accountable. Right. And we did these business boundaries and we would be more respected. And you know, you're somebody who could pioneer this, 
help pioneer it because you have such an incredible business structure. It's, it, I would agree with you that it has totally changed me. Um, I'm still a work in progress for sure, but um, it's definitely made me stronger. And it's the whole, like, I went to the gym this morning. I did like a total Wonder Woman before I got, we got on the call today and got into my, my scrubs. But um, even at the gym, she's like, you're stronger than you think you are. And I've definitely learned that in the last five years. And I really want to thank you for even that call. I mean, I've, I think I signed up for one of your, um, one of the things, I can't remember which one it was now, but I was so scared. And, and I was one of the ones that said, how much does it cost? (laughs) I think you signed up for the empowered esthetic, which I still offer that program. It was such a game changer for people. It's, it's so awesome. And I, that, and even when I went and met you in California, I was like, Oh my God, it's so much money. And it's, you know, time away from the office and my clients. And I don't know if I can do this and, you know, time away from my husband and the kids and, and you can, you can, you can do it. You can do anything. And you, I love what you say about, um, do what speaks to your skincare soul. Oh yeah. Because that's, that's all I've done. It's a catchy term. It's funny. Pam Vendetti, who is a good friend of mine, called me yesterday and she just listened to a webinar and she's like, Lori, it spoke to my skincare soul. But <laughs> this is where we start to own what we want to do and we feel okay charging for it, even though we probably do it all day long for free. It just empowers us. Absolutely. I mean, if I look at my life five years ago, when we first had that call, holy crap. Let's um, talk about this. Like, let's talk about this because I feel like women do not feel comfortable sharing success stories and, and we need to hear them and we need to immerse ourselves in them and we need to surround ourselves with other people that are rocking it. What have you done for your family since you, like what's something exciting you get to do for your family because you've owned your success? Oh, I probably need to do that more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, well, I'm not stressed out about money anymore. Um, I'm not making, I'm not making a boatload of money, but I'm a lot more comfortable. And that was the, probably my biggest stressors. I was making nothing, um, because I paid myself like an employee. And now I, there's a lot more breathing room with that. Um, we are going on a cruise in, um, uh, in February. And for the first time, like my husband, he always pushes me in in a good way. Um, but I'm responsible for the excursions this trip. And last time when we went, two years ago, you know, he paid for everything. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I can actually pay for this. And I got to choose. And we, you know, we all sat down together and had a little powwow about, you know, what we wanted to to do at each stop. And, um, it's very exciting. See, I, I agree with you. I think that my biggest thing when I started becoming more successful and was the security that financial security, my hot water heater blew up. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I got, I really didn't want to spend money on that, but I had it. Yep. Um, oh. Absolutely. Right before the live event this year, my air conditioning unit, $7,000 at my spa went. Ouch. Yeah. But you know what? I'm like, okay, I have it. So it's the security. Yes. And it's, it's so empowering. You know, I have, I have money in the bank. Like I have money in my savings account, my business and my personal. I didn't have that before. I paid my taxes up front. <laughs> like it's, it just, it's very exciting to me. And it's, um, I don't know. I just didn't think it was possible before. 
There's always a next level of learning too. Like when you said you paid your taxes this year, I got, I felt like the universe smashed me over the head with a baseball bat and said, it's really time for you to learn more about money. So this Mm -hmm. is something I am immersing myself in. This is my year plan. I plan out like you years in advance. I'm learning everything I can about money to help people in our industry. I have to teach on this. I have to learn about it. If I've been meeting with either a different financial advisor, CPA every single week, because I will never again let what happened to me this year happen again. So tell me right now, like what your next level of learning is in the success world. Gosh, what I'd like to, so I've been listening to some podcasts that my husband told me about and I'm, I'm going to try to implement some of that. One of them was on mastermind groups and, you know, surround again, same similar um, things that you, you teach about is I can't think of the word like surrounding yourself with people who are better than you are. So you can grow. You know, what's funny. That is, I just talked to my business manager yesterday and I would like to invite you to this um, probably end of summer. I'm going to have a, a 12 person mastermind in LA for people who are rocking it in the beauty biz world. Awesome. Where we sit for an entire day and we figure stuff out together and I'll share my systems, you know, and everybody else contributes. I've been doing these little ones, but never for people who are like rocking it and need to streamline. Awesome. But just one day? It's going to be, well, it's going to be a long day. I just did one. And uh, when the girls were done there, they were like, please don't let this end. Can we do it again in <laughs> April? So like, only one day with no. magical things happen. And um, it's how I change, but I never did it with estheticians before. I've been out there immersing myself with it, with other people, you know, in other industries. And I'm like, gosh, we need this. So the, well, and everybody should be creating them in their communities. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I'd love to do a mastermind. Um, like your one year, I was too afraid to do it a couple of years ago. Um, and, but I almost feel like I would grow in, in ways that I don't know I would grow if I just did it with some random business people in, in my area that, you know, I could learn from them. They could learn from me, um, in, in all different industries and, and just learn different business th- strategies that don't necessarily relate to aesthetics. I totally encourage you to do that because that's what I've been doing. And the thing is, is that um, if you do it right in your community, I was driving six hours to do mine. So I didn't get the strategic alliance. Like you will get more referrals. You'll get more, you know, people in your success Rolodex. So I can't wait to catch up with you and hear how that, that goes on doing that. It's go back to Napoleon Hills, think and grow rich. It's how, you know, success starts really these masterminds. I want to talk a little bit about where are you today? Cause you, you are going through some huge, really exciting things. You have employees. You, I think you may have your own product line. Yeah. So I have an employee. Um, I had hired two other estheticians in the past and I think I'm just a solo kind of girl, but I can't do it all by myself. There's just too much. And it's so exciting to me that it's grown, um, from a place that I could, I could do it all to where I, I just can't it's completely overwhelming. So I have, um, my client coordinator who answers the phone and, um, schedules clients, you know, checks people in and out and, you know, tidies things up and keeps me on track. Um, and she's been really awesome. And so I think it's going to stay here for a while. I, I am still in the middle of creating my own, um, skincare line. Which that's exciting too. I, I, I still think, you know, if I looked back, five, 10 years ago, I, I just can't imagine that I just, I wouldn't have been able to imagine then that I would be where I am now. <laughs> and I'm still like 
so, so tiny, you know, like it's, it's so, um, you know, if you look, it's all relative, you know? You know, as people come to me, I, this one girl that I hired, she's like, why don't you have this big, massive spa? And I'm like, that's not in line. That doesn't speak to my skincare soul. I have a little boutique place. So I wouldn't call yourself tiny. I, I think you've designed what works for you. Yes. I mean, I definitely don't. I mean, I've thought, oh, I could probably have multiple locations um, if I wanted to, but that I, I don't want to manage all those people. I, I, I've never been good at that. It's hard enough to, for me to manage my clients. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so I think I'm just going to stay small. What does your client coordinator do for you? Um, so she, when I get new clients, I've kind of automated everything. Uh, I use JotForm. And so they fill out the health intake form on our website. Um, and once we get that, then we call them, explain to them if they haven't already read the website, like what it is we do and that this is a program and it's not just, you know, come in for a treatment whenever, um, where, you know, kind of like, you know, when you're in the spa side of things, you can come in and do a treat. You can come in and, you know, every two weeks if you want and everything in between, there's no real, um, doesn't need to be as structured. Yeah. It's, it's not like a must do. And this is a must do if they want to get the results. Um, and you know, I'm assuming that they want results or they wouldn't be on my website anyway. Um, so she, you know, calls those clients, um, or potential clients explains to them how it works. Um, I have streamlined my consultation down to a, a video and we send them that and, the consent forms. And then once that's done, we schedule an appointment. So how did you find her? Cause this is what I get asked by everybody. How do I find a good employee? Oh, well, how I found her was like crazy. Um, so I let my esthetician go and had a couple months, probably at least that I figured I'd be doing it by myself. And it was fine. A client's mom is in a network of friends. She said, Hey, does anybody want to do something part-time to help my friend? I get this lady who comes in. She's really lovely, but we both knew it was going to be just a part-time thing because it was like right before the holidays and we both have school-aged children. So she wouldn't be able to be here all the time. And she's a part of another community on Facebook. And so she posted a thing for me and that's how I found Shannon. And what is her age, like demographic? Is she 30, 40, 50s? Um, late 20s. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find these organized, like office type women are in their 50s for some reason. Like that's always what I visualize. I think I think that that would work extremely well. I like the idea of having somebody who is just a little bit older. They know how it all works. They've, you know, have older kids, so they're not as tied to the home. And I, I can see where that would work really, really well. I think partly because Shannon's single and, you know, she's very much like me, um, 15, 20 years ago, which is kind of cool. And it just, it works really well. I'm glad you said that because I finally have found an employee that is working so smoothly in my business. And I think part of it is she is like me. We have the same core values. We have the same work ethics uh, we have the same family values. So I think that's an important thing, especially in a small business to take into consideration when ho- bringing somebody in or hiring somebody. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things like you don't really learn that until you start working together. So the one thing that I did do this time around is I said, you know, we're going to work together for a month 
and let's see how it goes. We'll kind of reevaluate at the end of the month and see how you're feeling and how I'm feeling and then, you know, go from there. So, um, so that's what we did and it's, it's been great. Awesome. And I think I love it. It goes kind of goes back to your mastermind idea. You found this through sharing resources with somebody and putting it out there. Yeah. So even introverts have to allow other people into their world to help them. Sadly, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when is your product line expected to launch? I've just been incorporating it little by little. Um, So I'm not going to like launch it. Oh, okay. So you do have pieces that are already on your shelves. Yes. Awesome. And what was the biggest struggle? Was it the labeling, the packaging, the bottling, the ingredient panel? Like what was your biggest struggle in in creating this? I would say the ingredient panel because there are certain things that we can't have in our line. And so finding the right company to to have those ingredients or not. And then if they have a, a product that you really like, but you don't want these things and you have to formulate and then that costs more money and then you have to try it out and tested and, you know, different things like that. So, you know, I feel like that was probably the hardest thing is finding the right products. Um, and then, you know, the packaging that's probably going to change. I don't, I'm not in love with what I have for all of it, but it works for now. And until I get to the point where I'm like, okay, this has to change, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Let me ask you when you come to these, I guess they're road bumps. I wouldn't call them a block. How do you handle them? Do you handle them with grace? Are they something that totally frustrate you? How, how do you handle these things when you go, Oh, I have to reevaluate and shift. Gosh, I wish I could say I, I handle it with grace. Um, (laughs) I think usually I get to the point where I'm like, I can't take it anymore. And then like, I'm total procrastinator. It is probably my biggest flaw. Um, so I, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it until I can't anymore. And then something's got to change. But you seem to mm-hmm. have, you know, and this is powerful and we should all be able to do this. You you don't seem like perfection. It has to be there for you to step forward anymore. No, no. Sometimes it's like the, just to get the job done. Yeah. It'll be okay. So tell me what your day looks like today. So today um, is kind of slower because I went to the gym this morning and we're talking. So I've only got, I think, four four clients today. Um, so I have somebody when we get done and then I have lunch and then I have my afternoon. And then I pick up the kids from school. My husband's out of town and um, do dinner and bath time and bedtime and a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good day. How old are your children? They are seven and ten. Do you have any help at home or are you, for any moms listening out there, like share how you do it all? Um, I really don't. I have to say, um, the biggest help is my husband is I I have a really wonderful husband who does probably more than I do. And, um, he happens to be traveling this week, so it makes it harder, but he works from home and therefore he can sometimes start dinner or he can pick up the kids and, um, you know, take to basketball practice and things like that. So for me, it's really hard, you know, being on a schedule, I can't cut my clients short because I have to go get my kids. So I either take off, you know, take that time out of the schedule or, um, you know, run like a chicken with my head cut off to make sure I get them on time. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't have children. So I feel like that just adds a whole other element of, I guess, I don't want to say chaos because you have kids, but I guess it is kind of chaotic when you're running around everywhere and trying to figure it out. It really can be. And, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that um, is really great for Shannon to be here because she can help me, 
you know, at the end of the day, do everything I need to do and get us out of here faster. Where if it was me, I'd probably log, lollygag and be like, okay, well, I've got an extra 10 minutes. So, you know, let me just check my email real quick. And then I'm like, oh my God, I got to go. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I certainly don't have it all together by any stretch of the imagination. And most of the time I'm, you know, running from, you know, making this end meet to that end meet and, um, and, and just doing the very best I can. And, and I probably give too much to my business, my clients. Um, I want to be available as much as possible, but that's probably one of the things that I'm going to change a little bit this year is actually starting to make time for myself, which I haven't done. So I've committed, you know, at least to Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work out twice a week, every week. Awesome. Self-care is hugely important. Huge. That, and I started going to the chiropractor at the end of the year because my back's killing me. So, um, you know, it's, I'm not going to be able to do this forever unless I start doing some of that. You know what? That's such a profound awareness and it's true. We need to take care of ourselves. I went to the chiropractor for the first time last year and I was always terrified, but it's totally helped me in the treatment room. Oh, it's so awesome. I can't wait till Thursday. Um, I really wish I could have gone yesterday. So let me ask you, if you were going to share some success tips, one, two, or three with our listeners on how you had built really what works for you in a very successful way, what would they be? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask me these and I didn't really prepare them ahead of time. Like I thought I was going to. So (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. Sometimes the best answers are when you just wing it, whatever comes to mind first. This is true. Um, all right. So take your time, you know, I mean, some of the things that I've done, everything I've done, I've taken, it's taken me five years to get where I am. Um, plan it out. Even if you don't think you can do it or you're afraid to do it, just take the baby steps because look at how they've accumulated for me. It's just blows my mind. Um, so take your time and plan it out. Um, do again, what speaks to your skincare soul? Um, if you love, you know, microcurrent and you could do that all day. I hated microcurrent and I, (laughs) and I just, even though I love the results that it did for me, I was like, eh, not, you know, not my thing. And so acne has been, it just literally makes me vibrate inside and how excited I get for my clients and, and being able to really make a difference in their life. So yes, speak what, do what speaks to your skincare soul, whether it's your line that you carry, um, the kinds of treatments that you do, you know, you have to do what makes you happy. And then when you do, oh my gosh, Let's talk about this for a second. Like you probably have no problem selling retail products. Um, That is probably my favorite thing about this is there's no selling. There's, (laughs) there's no selling. There's telling. If you're (laughs) clear, you're, you're taking these home. Um, Because it's so in line with what you do and what you love and helping a client that you're right. It's just providing information. Yes. And so for, and you know, and that's part of, you know, part of the kit and caboodle when, you know, it's on my website, expect to spend $150 in product on your first visit. You know, this is what it costs. This is how, you know, what your investment is. And I tell them ahead of time, there, there is a time and money investment. If you're going to mm-hmm, commitment to yourself and cause I don't want them to be surprised. I just, I am so proud of you and I have absolutely loved watching you accomplish all this greatness. It's so exciting. And I'm grateful to you for, 
for giving me permission. <laughs> hey, that was the easy part of it. You yeah. you totally went with it and look at the results. It's It blows my mind every day. I just, at the end of last year, I thought to myself, I have a new mission. You know, for so long, I thought it was empowering people, empowering people. And it, really what I want people to know this year, my mission is to let people know we are all put here. I lost a very dear friend last year, and it really made me aware that we're put here for a very limited amount of time, and we deserve to be happy. Yes. We deserve yeah. it. So and do what we love to do, whatever yeah. that is. And you're a perfect example of my new mission. So thank you for being here today and sharing your story so generously. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored that you invited me. I mean, I was beside myself when you said that on Facebook. I was like, oh, I actually always wanted to do that. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. To share before and now, now look at what, you know, what we've done together. So thank you so much. Well, you are an inspiration and I, again, thank you for being here. I'll let you go take care of your clients and serve them and do all your fun stuff. And I'm sure we'll catch up soon. So have an awesome day, Terry. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Thank you so much, Lori. I look forward to hearing about the uh, mastermind in the fall. Oh yeah. I definitely want you there. I pretty much begged you to come to my last live event, but I got it. Your kids were going back to school that day. You have yes, priorities. So sad. I was so sad, but um, I will definitely see you in the fall. Okay. Awesome. Have a great week and we'll talk Thanks. soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, Six Simple Strategies to Generate a Dramatic Increase in Your Beauty Biz Income, and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show.